You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Speaking of our YouTube channel, you know what else you can find there? Tell me. TK Pod. Really? TK Pod. All that material. Yes, Tim Kawakami of The Athletic and the TK Pod, now part of the Odyssey Network, and he joins us now live. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. I guess I'm not on video this time, but uh, we throw up some videos of my podcast on, on 95.7 website. It's great. Oh, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming in hot. And I know, uh, obviously, Joe Lacob was the most recent guest. Uh, what did you? What, what was your big your your big takeaway with regard to the current and future of this team from Joe? Yeah, I think it's kind of how they're reacting to in context. You know, they they could have sold a little bit. You know, they weren't going to do fire sale, but if the season did not turn when it did, they could have. You could have seen Andrew Wiggins and Kamal Looney. I think moved. You know, for for things back, they weren't just going to give them away. If things, but this season was not turning out right by that point, there could have been a, a, a bit of a change. Things turned out, you know, they started winning. They started looking better. You could see Kaminga rising. I think it's so huge for them. And they kind of stood still, even called the Lakers for LeBron James. He doesn't confirm that, but that certainly did happen. They do that a lot. They, they call other teams for their superstars just to check. Uh, and it, I always think it's curious that, you know, it's just notable that the Warriors are always calling for other superstars. Other teams don't really ever call them for staff. They know, right? The, the Warriors are stable. Got a little unstable there for a little bit this season, but for a lot of different reasons. But they're, they feel pretty rock solid with what they've got. They're hoping this thing kind of pushes them this season. And then the other notable thing is not only are they going to get out of the second apron, uh, they're going to try to get out of luxury tax, which is a big, pretty big you know, cut in payroll, but they can do that with the expiring contracts they've got, Chris Paul and Clay Thompson. They've got some other maneuverability. There's some room there if you can sign them both for less. Uh, and they can still believe they have something worth keeping and aiming at next season. I think a lot of this is aimed towards next season with a chance this season. And financially, it kind of works for them. But if it didn't happen, though, in the last few weeks, there could have been a whole lot of other things going on. It's just you feel the flow of this. You feel kind of how volatile it was. And you feel how they kind of lucked out that this thing turned when it did and not like, you know, right now. If it had happened after the trade deadline, it, it would have been too late maybe to save some of these players. Right. And it happened at the perfect spot in terms of where they can now be as a 10 seed. You feel like they can at least be a playing team. But I'm interested, Tim, in, in terms of what you talked about with the the future of the salary cap can they sign clay and still get under that that first threshold and if so what would that salary look like for him yeah you're looking about 30 million dollars between him and chris paul or anybody else of that you know that level and uh it's a squeeze there's no question but you know if, if chris paul doesn't come back then you have a lot of money at play for clay right it, and and I think you're looking at something under $20 million a year. He might not want that. He might feel insulted by that. Uh, I don't know that anyone else is going to pay him that. Maybe somebody would. I, I think if somebody comes to Clay and says, here's three years, $80 million, the Warriors will say, Clay, you were great for us. We appreciate it. 
uh, we cannot pay that. And you could understand where they're coming from. But it depends on where everyone else is. Uh, you know, maybe they can move Kavon Looney's $8 million, and that gives them more, you know, more than $31 million or thirty, you know, whatever it is to pay everyone else. It's flexibility, and they've got it. That Jordan Poole trade, for a lot of different reasons, worked out for them. One, he's not that good in this season. And two, the chemistry cleared up a little bit. And three, it was a long-term deal that they got out of. And now they they can either use the Chris Paul money to bring him back. They could trade him. They could go way under. That's the big flexibility. And I think the play thing is going to be, if he's out there searching for $28 million a year, he's probably not going to get it from, the, from them. I don't know if he's going to get that. Maybe they could come to some compromise, but in the eighteen to twenty-two to twenty-three million dollars a year range, I think that would fit with what they're what they're looking at and would kind of help them kind of plot out a team that would get under the cat luxury tax. I, I didn't think he was going to say that. I didn't know that they could do that uh, realistically. I knew it was mathematically possible. Now that he's saying it, we have to look at the books and kind of look at them and trying to get under one seventy-one, which is a bit because uh, they're at over two hundred now, but. <laughs> I think that if you go play at a re- at a you know reasonable whatever reasonable means at a you know market value number they can do this. Tim Kalkami with us, Willard and Dibs. Okay, Tim, um, I'm a pretty loyal guy as uh, as a fan, uh, no question about that. But by the same token, when he says to you that we can still win a championship with this roster, is isn't the response to that? Why do you rationally feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, again, it's the owner. He's not going to say, hell no, right? He's not going to say that. It's an intonation. It's the, the tone of it. And I don't think they really think they can, you know, listen, in the locker room and, and the coaching staff, maybe they have to believe that. that they, they've got a shot at this. Like they had a shot at last season. Things are coming together. But they don't think, realistically, don't think of themselves as title contenders this season. They're, they shouldn't. They're they're 500 team. Um, that that's what they are. Maybe they'll be different in a few weeks, but that's where they are. You know, take a run through it, see where they end up. You know, get to the second round. You know, I think would be a success for them this season. They've gone through so many things. I think they're thinking about next season more realistically. Uh, you know, you you have another year of Kaminga. Maybe you get you know you see Pashemsky doing what he's doing. Maybe Moody. Maybe TJD are you know definitely players that can grow into this. We'll see what happens with you know Steph and Draymond. You can imagine Steph's got an, at least one one more, two more years left in him at this level. Maybe Draymond, you know, is a year where he doesn't get suspended for you know eleven games and another five games and all these games that he's missed. That's what they're thinking. I think they're more aiming towards next season to give themselves a realistic shot. At, you know, whether you think it's a puncher shot or an honest shot or whatever. Um, with some growth, add a player or two. I think that's what it. If you ask them, are you being logical about it? If they're being logical about it, without having to do the public, you know, we, of course we feel like we can win. I think it's mostly about next season. And looking at this year in the playoffs, can they really make any headway based on the size they're going to face? You've got the Lakers with size, and you've got. Minnesota with size they can't seem to handle. Is that ultimately going to be what undoes them, the lack of uh, front court size to counteract those teams? You know, again, I kind of push back on that because this is how they play. You know, Draymond's their best center. He, he is. And if he's their best center, then, they're, you know, Kaminga's their best power forward. This is the best group they have. It's 
certainly a bit of a problem when you go up against really big teams, but they played the Timberwolves pretty closely. and They weren't blown out by the time. They should have probably beat them one of those times. Um, I don't think they would be favored to play to beat those teams, but it's not that, like the Lakers are a super team. And the Lakers are big, of course, and they beat them in the playoffs last year, but the Warriors out-rebounded them. You know, that really wasn't about size. Anthony Davis was great. It was about the Warriors not figuring out how to score against that team. They just didn't have someone else other than Steph, as Steph calls it, a plan B, an option, a change-up is what he said, actually. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And I don't know, is Kaminga that changeup? Is Kaminga that second option? Maybe he could be in the playoffs, but maybe more like aim towards next season, like I keep saying. I, I don't go with the size thing as much because you just don't want to just, you know, add a big guy in there who slows things down just so you can feel better against the bigger teams. They got to be faster than them. Draymond has played big centers and beat them in the playoffs. Boston was gigantic team in the 22 playoff. Guess what? The Warriors beat them. So you just have to be playing well. You need Kaminga to be playing well. You need Wiggins to be playing well. And that is a huge part of the season. He was terrible at the start of the season. Uh, you know, no show. And now he's playing well. Those are, you know, those are big wings. And they can maneuver guys. And they can hit threes. And so I don't know if it's just size, size, size. It's efficiency. It's to be able to match up with them and, and hold your own. And when they've won in the past, they have not won with massive size. Other than Durant at power forward, which certainly is a big guy, but not like a burly guy. They've won with Draymond at center. And I, I keep reminding Warriors fans who are demanding size, demanding size. They just want the Marcus Cousins or JaVale McGee. Those, those guys weren't the center when they win championships. The center was Draymond Green at the end of games. 
And he is absolutely their best center now. There's not a question about it. And I, I've had Warriors people tell me that he was their best center, one of the best centers in the league for the last 10 years. And no one understands that. He is their center. And they have to make do around that. That's how they play. TK, what is the characteristic of this basketball team that always has them struggling in the fourth quarter? Well, they're turning the ball over like crazy. I think everybody's watching that team. They, they get really shaky with the ball. Uh, and, you know, they, they've got some guys who don't like dribbling the ball in pressure situations who make some bad passes. Steph can be, you know, a little risky with the passes, too. Um, and it gets it breaks them down offensively. It just does. Now, they weren't great defensively either in the last two games, uh, certainly not against the Clippers, and they gave up some a, a, a lot of easy shots uh, last night uh, in Utah, but I don't know if it's the defense per se all the time. It's the turnovers that lead to easy baskets. Every time they, they you know, Kaminga makes that horrible turnover, you know, with two jazz players lying on the ground on the other side of the ba- basket throws it to the other team what, is, what happens it's the three on the other side that's that's a killer open floor live turnovers they commit too many of them this is why Kerr likes having Chris Paul out there we'll see when he's back pretty soon again Warriors fans are just uh, united in hating Chris Paul right now and I don't really get it if you watched the way this team played with he was one of their best players in the beginning of the season he is small a tough defensive matchup. I get it, but do you want all these turnovers in in the fourth quarter, or do you want somebody other than Steph, who the defense has to respect as a ball handler, as somebody who can get them out of trouble and reset them? This is why I think is the you know the main thing that's caused them giving up these leads. It's the live ball turnovers and the three pointers on the other side in transition after the live ball turnovers. It just ha- you just go through it. It happens. Like I, when they have a live ball turnover in my head, I just say that's a three on the other side. And guess what? Like seventy percent of the time, it is a three on <laughs> yeah, the other side. Yeah, yeah. And those are killers. Those are just killers. Clay Thompson, best game of the year while coming off the bench for the first time in twelve years. Do you think Steve stays with him as the sixth man? Yeah, at least for a while. I think. I mean, they've kind of been working towards this. Uh, I've been talking to some Warriors people, not Joe Lake, but other people. Just like this is kind of the Kerr process is he sticks with a guy, he sticks with a guy, he sticks with a guy until when even the guys are wondering why he's sticking with them. And so when he makes the move, that guy can't complain about it, can't say, you didn't give me my shot. Clay Thompson's been given a shot, incredible shot this season. Uh, and, and maybe this move frees him a little bit, right? He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to come off the bench, but there's a little bit of chip on his shoulder, probably. There's a little sense that, okay, I'm going to win it back. Instead of defending his role, instead of trying to reprove himself, he put, gets put in this position, which he really hadn't had since he was his first couple of years, of just like going out there and, okay, let's see what you got. Let's just go out there and be free. Go out there, and people don't believe in you now. And maybe we saw the result of that last night. I'm not saying he's going to get 34 points off, you know, in, in 26 minutes every night. But I think it's a little more comfortable for him, and I think you see the method and the curb madness a little bit. You stick with these veterans, guys that have won him titles as long as you can, probably longer than he should, in order to say, okay, when I make this move, I've really given you every shot in the world. Kevon Looney, he gave every shot in the world, finally had to take him out of the starting lineup. Andrew Wiggins, for most of the season, he gave him the shot and then took him out of the starting line. 
few times. Now he's back in and he's playing well. Clay Thompson certainly can't say that Steve Kerr didn't give him a shot. He gave him an incredible shot at this. And now when he makes this move to take him out of the starting lineup, okay, this is this is understandable. This is logical. Now let's see where the team goes. I think they're they're definitely going to stay for for a little while, uh, and then if if things change, you adapt again. But this is kind of like the veterans and Kerr, their understanding that he's going to he's going to ride with them until he absolutely cannot ride with them, and then he's going to make a switch, and they're going to still be on board. There's you know that was always the worry with moving Kerr, moving I'm sorry Clay out starting lineup. Do you lose him? Do you lose him? his confidence, do you lose his sense of team? And I think the way this has worked out, this is Clay saying, you know what, I'm still important, but I'm going to be important in a different way. Tim Kalkami with us on Willard and Dibs, the TK pod, part of the Odyssey Network, and you can find the clips and content now on our YouTube page as well. We encourage you to check it out. Really, really good interviews. All right, TK, over to the Niners. Your response to someone when you hear them say, They've used Steve Wilkes as a scapegoat. Yeah, he, he kind of was. I mean, you do it three days after the Super Bowl, uh, you, you are making a scapegoat of him. And I think they were aware of that. I think it was certainly, you know, public opinion is that way. I, I think they might have fired him either way, frankly. It would have been weird if he won the Super Bowl and defense plays well. I just don't think it worked. Uh, I think the problem was hiring him in the first place. Not his fault. He's a good defensive coordinator. He's a great, you know, he's a good guy, a real respectable man, but it just didn't fit the 49ers culture. So that's a problem of the hiring. It's not the problem of everything else. It can't be just about the Super Bowl. It shouldn't be just about the Super Bowl. They fire him when they do. It makes it look like it. Uh, but I think the, the comments from Nick Boza and some of the other players were kind of the, you know, it's what sealed this. They didn't believe in him. They, the chemistry wasn't there. Uh, it was a secondary defensive secondary guy trying to communicate and lead a defense that is led by their front seven that has the ethos of Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and Dre Greenlaw that just never felt totally there with him. Him coming down from the booth to the field, you know, when that's not what he wanted to do was a huge sign. They played well after that, but, he never felt like, you know, with D'Amico, you just felt like every call he made was just intrinsic to who they were. Didn't always work, but it was who they were. Same thing for, for Robert Sala. Just, just, excuse me, just never felt that with, with Steve Wilkes. I thought they might go one more year with it, but the one thing I'll call, talk about Shanahan is this doesn't look good, but better to do it once you've decided it and not delay it just to make everybody feel better about it, just to make the PR better. He decided he would, he wasn't going to be a defense coordinator anymore. So he took the heat. He took the, you know, he, he's made the decision. We'll see who they hire. Uh, you don't want to get, you know, in stable, unstable here where you're just going through DC, 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 but we'll, we'll see what he comes up with. I just don't think the Wilkes thing fit who they were. Uh, and they're going to have to take the heat for it. And they just have to hire a better defense coordinator. And nobody will be complaining if they're back to the number one defense again. You know, they, they fell off of that perch this season. If they get somebody who can get them back to number one, who gels with Fred Warner and everyone else there, then, uh, you know, the, the, you take this hit now to, to get that, to get that spot next November and December. We'll see if they hire the right guy. And in large part, it's uh, determined by who they replaced Ray Greenlaw with, and they've got some free agents up front as well. So that's certainly 
a piece of it. Would you anticipate they stay in-house or do they go outside to try to bring in either a big name or an unknown commodity from outside the organization? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think they're going in-house. I think they would, if they would have gone in-house, it would have been last year. They would have wanted to stay with, uh, you know, the same system, the same group, the same culture. And they didn't, they went to Steve Wilkes. Don't know that they have that candidate. I just don't know that that, that candidate's there. So I think, you know, there'll be somebody from outside, you know, might be a big name. Brandon Saley is the name out there. I don't think it's going to be Vrabel. I don't think it's going to be Belichick. Uh, you're not just going big name hunting because, you know, listen, Robert Sala wasn't a big name when Shanahan hired him. Uh, you know, they talked to Fangio, who was a big name in the past couple of times. So I'm not saying it's absolutely not going to be a big name. I just think they got to find a person who fits them and, and not just go for the DC with the most credentials. Go with a guy who fits you best. I think it's probably from the Seattle system. Uh, doesn't mean they have to have coached in Seattle, but have to coach under one of those guys. You know, one of Dan Quinn under, you know, the, those sort, Gus Bradley, those guys. And, uh, I don't exactly know who is available off, off of that group. Um, but it's got to be someone I think that Shanahan can just trust, can just not, doesn't have to peek in there and make sure the guy's knowing what he's, you know, what the four netters want from them. John Lynch doesn't have to go to the field and get the temperature of the defensive players. I think that happens sometimes with Steve Wilkes. Can't tell you a name, can't tell you exactly what the profile is. I just don't think it's going to be an outsider outsider. I just don't feel that's where they want to go. It's going to be somebody that they feel very, very comfortable with, have known somewhere, have worked somewhere with, is familiar with the system. Uh, and to me, that rules out you know, some of the biggest names, maybe Staley, but uh, we shall see. You know, Staley didn't really get along too well with Joey Bosa and uh, the Chargers, from, from what I've heard. So I don't know what that would do for the Nick Bosa relationship. We'll see. doesn't mean it has to be exactly the same. I would question that part of it, although I know Staley's a very, very good defense coordinator. He just wasn't a very good head coach. So we'll see. Um, I just don't think it's going to be a big name just to be a big name. I, I never believe in that, and I don't think they're going to do it that way. Tim, real quick, what do you think they're going to do with Ayuk? I think they're going to, you know, they'll make him a very large offer. You know, we'll see what the dollars go, what, what he's going to want. But I can't see them moving on from him. I uh, just the, the second you move on from him, you know, say they can't come to a deal and he wants to trade. Remember what happened exactly with Debo Samuel. Guess what? They did not trade him, and they signed him eventually. I can see something similar happen with Ayuk. If you move on from Ayuk, same thing with Debo, same thing with a lot of these guys. The first thing they're going to have to do is try to replace them, right? I mean, <laughs> a number one receiver who the quarterback loves and you know didn't throw to him much in the Super Bowl, but threw to him a ton during the season, who plays the Shanahan physical style, who fits this culture, they'd have to turn around and go try to get one. And that doesn't always work. You know, they traded DeForest Buckner for money recently. They thought they could plug it, you know, Javon Kinlaw right in. Didn't work. Uh, they've drafted a receiver. Danny Gray did not, has not worked. Dante Pettis has not worked. You can't just say, oh, we'll go get another Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. I don't believe a team with this urgency, with these expectations, with that quarterback can say, you know what? We'll just go get another one. It, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. They like what he is. No, listen, if he's asking for crazy money and right. it turns into a Tariq Hill situation, a whole different thing, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go financially. But I would say 49ers fans prepare for like something like happened with Debo, where 
he you know unfollows them on all the social media and there's a report <laughs> that maybe he wants to that could happen oh and i would say listen remember what happened with debo it worked out they signed him <laughs> he he came back the four niners do have the money to do this because that quarterback is making so little you know maybe that means they don't bring back chase young or you know there's some other things that they might not be able to do so what Brandon Ayuk is someone who's too important for them to lose, and the 49ers should not be in the position of giving up players that they really, really need. Tim, great stuff. Great stuff as always. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, guys, anytime. Okay, Tim Kalkami, TK Pod, Odyssey Network, YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 